The Word of the Lord from Mark chapter 14, verses 22 to 25. And as they were eating, he took bread, and after blessing it, broke it, and gave it to them, saying, Take, this is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they drank it. And he said to them, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Truly I say to you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our gospel proclamation is the gospel lesson that I just finished reading for you and serves as the basis of our theme for Monday, Thursday in the Holy Week of Lent, walking in the garden one day. This evening, we are observing an anniversary. This is the very evening that our Lord gave us our rite of Holy Communion that we celebrate for the forgiveness of sins and for the remembrance of Jesus. Our gospel lesson teaches us that on the day of unleavened bread, Jesus sent his disciples to make preparations for the Passover meal. This was the special time that all of Jews celebrate their victorious salvation from the hands of Pharaoh in Egypt. Many of you probably saw the cartoon version of the Prince of Egypt. This was loosely based on the biblical account that we know from the book of Exodus. While it was not perfect, it did show how the people were saved by the power of God through the waters of the Red Sea and the blood of the Lamb on the doorpost. The term Passover literally meant that the angel of death was sent by the Lord would pass over the houses that were properly marked by the blood of the lamb on the door frames of the houses. Whoever neglected to do this lost their firstborn son on that night. Here, in about 33 AD, we see the Jews continue the Passover celebration of their salvation from Pharaoh and our Lord Jesus uses this occasion to establish a new celebration, a feast of true victory. When Christ established this feast, he took the wine and the bread and told them that he was giving them his very body and blood and establishing a new covenant with them in his very real body and blood in, with, and under the bread and wine. This is the new covenant, an agreement between Jesus and the disciples who agreed to it by virtue of partaking in it. This is the very covenant we celebrate today. We partake in his body and blood and renders forgiveness of sins and spiritual and physical strengthening to us. This covenant would not have been something that the disciples were terribly surprised by. They had always understood that blood must be shed in order to have their sins forgiven. This was why countless Jews made their annual trip to Jerusalem in order to make animal sacrifices for their sins. This was the original covenant that God the Father had made with the people. He would be their God. 
and they would faithfully follow his directions and guidance. To have this covenant sealed by a sacrifice is not unusual either. Many times in the Old Testament, when two parties struck a deal, they would sacrifice a burnt offering which would bear witness to the commitment they were willing to make. A great example of this was with Jacob and his uncle Laban in Genesis 31. This is the famous passage that is often quoted on the Mizpah coins that young lovers often share. You may have seen these. They are the necklaces that have this scripture written on them. The Lord watch over between you and me when we are absent from one another. Now, most of us think, oh, how sweet this is and how romantic. But the context of this passage was that Jacob and Laban did not trust each other. So they made this pact over a covenant sacrifice that is literally rendered, God will keep an eye on you and when my back is turned. So much for inseparable young love, right? Well, this new covenant was a covenant of forgiveness that was being established for all time. Christ, the Lamb of God, was the sacrifice. He gave his body and shed his blood. God the Father received and accepted the sacrifice and was well pleased with it. Man has now become party to the contract of forgiveness by partaking of the sacrifice and thereby becomes party to the covenant that is established by the sacrifice. God and man are in covenant. Man is in communion, in partnership with the sacrifice and eats and drinks as a token of participation in the sacrifice. There are two distinctly new things in this new covenant. First, in the old sacrifices, man brought the sacrifices to God and offered it to God. Today, the sacrifice is brought to us and offered for us to eat. We are the passive recipients of this wonderful feast and God does all the work to give us a little piece of this heavenly feast. This is no longer a sacrifice, but a sacrament. Man no longer acts, but God acts towards man. The second thing that enters is that man here, for the first time, is commanded to drink the blood. In the Old Covenant with Noah and reiterated throughout the Old Testament, God consistently prohibits the drinking of blood from the sacrifice. They partook in only part of the sacrifice. And this indicates that the sacrifices were incomplete. The blood was reserved to indicate that something was still to be accomplished. It hinted that the perfect sacrifice was still to come. And the final element of the new sacramental sacrifice was the supernatural eating of the body and blood for our spiritual life and nourishment. This, ironically, not unlike the fruit of the tree of life that Adam and Eve had a chance to eat from in Genesis chapter 2. 
Here we see that Adam and Eve choose to take the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now God forbade this, and they were cut off from partaking in the tree of life that was a part of being immortal. Because they had disobeyed God, they were no longer immortal. But today in this sacrament, we were once sinful and unclean, but because Jesus died for our sins and established this new covenant, now we are alive. And those of us who believe that his words are true and that he did truly die for our sins may come tonight and partake in the fruit of God's labor, which will proclaim us immortal once again and redeem us from our sinful condition. We have the chi of life once again. And through our Savior, we will all walk with our Lord in that faithful garden on the last day. Amen. Now may that peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.